What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action live from the South Point Wednesday night. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad, uh, glad you could join us. That is. Wow. I was going to say something else, but glad you could join us tonight for another double header in the NHL. Also, the Western Conference Finals begin tonight. That, though, late start, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We do have baseball, however, a whole bunch of day games today. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of action during the day, but we do have a first pitch coming here in a few minutes between the Yankees and the Orioles. Garrett Cole for the Yankees, Jordan Lyles for the Orioles. Minus 260 for Coles and the Yankees on the road at Baltimore, 7.5 is your total plus 210 if you want the Orioles as home underdogs. Got the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Marco Gonzalez for the Mariners. Kevin Gosman for the Blue Jays. They are big minus 250 home favorites there against the Mariners. You're getting plus 200 on the Mariners if you want them as road underdogs. A flat eight is your total. 710 Eastern. We've got the Cardinals and the Mets. Jordan Hicks for the Cardinals, Max Scherzer for the Mets. The Mets are minus 220. Home favorites, plus 180 on the Cardinals as road underdogs, a flat seven. The total there, Max Scherzer off to a very, very good start. Jordan Hicks, this transition to his starter role for him, going quite well for the Cardinals. 740 Eastern, Pirates and the Cubs. Will Crow and Drew Smiley. Going in this one, uh, Drew Smiley and the Cubs are minus 160 home favorites. Will Crow and the Pirates are plus 140. Road underdogs, flat eight 
is your total. 8.05 Eastern, the Angels and the Rangers, Shohei Otani and Dane Dunning. Uh, Otani and the Angels are minus 180 road favorites. Dane Dunning and the Rangers are plus 155. Home underdogs, seven and a half is your total. And then 8.10 Eastern, got the White Sox and the Royals. Lucas Giolito, who was on the IL for COVID, but he is got activated and is going to make this start here for the White Sox. Minus 155, road favorite over Zach Grinke and the Royals. They are plus 135. Home underdogs, eight and a half is your total there. We got that tip off at 9 Eastern. Mavericks and the Warriors. The Warriors, five and a half point home favorites over the Mavericks. 216 and a half is the total there. And then over on the ice, Faceoff happening right now, Rangers and the Hurricanes. Hurricanes are minus 180 home favorites, plus 155. On the Rangers as road underdogs, we do have a five and a half total there in this one. So we, we do have the normal five and a half. Bet the over. <laughs> Too many goals in hockey these days. And uh, Oilers and Flames coming to you at 930 Eastern. That right now is minus 175 in favor of the Flames at home, plus 150. For the Oilers on the road as underdogs, that one does have a six and a half as the total. And remember, Andy McNeil really likes the Flames in this series, likes them in game one, and it's pronounced hurricanes. Hurry. Hurricanes. Notice he said it three different ways yesterday. He did. He was. Oh, uh, yeah, you're in his head now, man. You are totally <laughs> in his head. You're going to screw up his brand new TV career. He's, he's probably he's probably up there on Rodgers just going back. He's like, hurricanes. Wait, I mean, hurricanes. I mean, He's, Hurry. In the, he's, in the, he's in the green room in the in the mirror, just saying hurricanes over and over and yeah, over exactly. and over again. And then he gets out there and he says hurricanes, and he's like, "Ah, oh, said it. Oh, I know I said it." He did a full Maritimes accent for me on a numbers game the other morning, like f- sentences. Full I saw sentences. him tweet something about that, and I was like, "What?" That was something special. Wow. Yeah, what, what did, he tweeted something about. I was very confused because he said he was in. in He's in Toronto, right? And yeah. people were, were laughing at his Atlantic Maritime accent. Is that what it's called? Yes, because apparently his dad is from there. And oh. so he has his dad's accent. Okay, that makes more sense. Yes. Because I was like, can... how could you travel from west to east and have an Atlantic? Yeah, we, you, you we, know where we, we, We've answered the riddle. Uh, by the way, Jake Odorizzi, no torn Achilles tendon, according to MRIs. Uh, people were, not only me, but others, uh, pointed to these articles, feared the worst, feared that it would be an Achilles uh, rupture. Uh, we saw him on primetime action the other night fall off the mound, as so many of you did, uh, with a left leg injury, had to be stretchered off the field in the Astros game against the Red Sox, uh, exited with, le- uh, with left lower leg discomfort, and in the end, uh, what, they, what they determined was that it only reveals strains and sprains of ligaments. So he's been placed on the, uh, uh, on the short term. IL, and he'll be back. So that's good news. Good news for uh, Jake Odorizzi. By the way, uh, after three days of prep, Bryson DeChambeau has decided not to play the PGA, which, of course, starts tomorrow morning at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Strength and stamina in his left hand isn't where he wants it. He wants to be as close as possible to 100% before he returns, and he's realistically targeting the memorial. Good on him. Because there are a lot of guys who would have just teed it up and then withdrawn. And, you know, um, good on him to let somebody else get in the field and not waste a whole bunch of people's time. And, you know, look, I'll admit I had 
a whole bunch of head head to heads against him, every single one that I could find, mm-hmm. uh, for this very reason, because I thought that he might tee it up and withdraw, because yeah. he was basically saying he was like, yeah, I'm not anywhere near 100 percent yet. Um, so I thought we might get one of those. Hey, go play around. Let ev- let the fans see you, and then just kind of ceremoniously w- withdraw in the middle of the night, and no one knows, and they don't see you the next morning, and you're already on a plane out of there. But uh, you know, look. While I would have liked to have won those head-to-heads, good on him because I think that's the right thing to do. You know, no, you're right. And I, I don't. We often talk about through the betting lens, mm-hmm. right? But you know, you're right. I mean, it's it's a major. Mm-hmm. You, if you withdraw, you open up the spot for someone else, yeah. and in this case, it's Denny McCarthy. And how many majors has Denny McCarthy played in? I don't think that all that many. And how many is he going to play in the rest of his career? I don't know. But you know, give another guy a chance. Eagles. Another big step, filling out their secondary this time, agreeing to a one-year contract with cornerback James Bradbury. Team announced today deal will pay Bradbury $7.5 million, including a $7.25 million guarantee at the top. He's got another $2.5 million in upside, bringing the total possible value of the deal to $10 million, that per Adam Schefter. And that's a from one team in the division to the other kind of move in the end. Giants. Decided they were done with him. Eagles now have him in the fold. Yeah, I mean, this Eagles team, we keep talking about it. I I think they are fairly interesting. I am, you know, any sort of competent quarterback play from them, and I think they could be a team that we're, we're kind of talking about. And I mean, listen, I don't think necessarily true Super Bowl contenders, but definitely one of those teams where we're looking at it and going, oh, okay, this team is on the right direction. They are certainly on the upswing here, and team that, that, that we'll be looking at, at least from a playoff perspective, saying, okay, man, maybe we should have – Maybe we should have taken the yes on them, or maybe we should have taken them in the in the division, or a win total over, or some kind of something like that. Because again, it's just it's really I I true I truly think when you kind of look at this roster, I was looking at them a little bit yesterday. If if Jalen Hurts is anywhere you know anywhere near the top, let's even just say the top half of quarterbacks in the NFL, I think this team has a pretty decent amount of upside here. But you know that's saying a lot because it's it's really tough to play quarterback. In the yeah, NFL. the uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm with you. Man. I mean, this is, I haven't made bets yet, but I have a feeling I'll be rolling into the season with them. I saw this, this tweet earlier today. For, uh, this is from Tej Seth. Jalen Hurts playing at an average level while taking up 0.7% of the Eagles' salary cap while other average quarterbacks take up 15-plus percent. It's one of the best values in the NFL. Has allowed the Eagles to go get A.J. Brown, Bradbury, et cetera, to take them from a nine-win team to who knows in 2022. And I think that's, you know, we talked a little bit about that on the show the other day. It's the these teams right now having to make the decision of how much money do you want to tie up in quarterback and wide receiver long-term and some of those positions that we always talk about are being so key in the passing game. Some college football news as well. Pac-12 decided to scrap their divisions today. The uh, North and South, Dunzo, in light of uh, today's rule change. Starting in uh, 2022, the two teams with the highest conference winning percentage will face off in the championship game. So the North was, you know, in recent history dominated by Oregon. The uh, South by Utah uh, in these last couple years. So... Does it does it change anything in the end? I'm not so sure it does. Best two teams will get to face off in the championship game. Yeah, a lot of people have been screaming about this in the SEC for a long time just because right. traditionally that has been either a 
East or West dominated co- conference in there. You know, it was Florida for the longest time, right. then Florida faded off. Then now it's obviously Alabama, and then you mix in the the good years from LSU, the good years from it seems like A and M is kind of on the upswing here. Auburn obviously has had some good years mixed in there as well. Now the East has really fallen off, and they were just kind of saying like, you know. What are we doing here? Let's just yeah. have the best two teams play, you know. And I mean, that's been, the East has been Georgia or Florida now for what the past twenty years, yeah. basically. Like it's it's it, the, it's the West has been much more top heavy. Right. Yeah, I mean the uh, I, I don't have a problem with that, but the I mean, gosh, it, it, people already made bets on this stuff. You know what I mean? Like like you've made bets on like so how annoying is that to have to go? You've probably made some off season college football bets, and now you got to go collect your canceled <laughs> ticket. I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't know if it ultimately changes stuff in the Pac-12. I, I just don't know if it yeah. does in the end. Uh, and then finally, uh, Ohio State coach Ryan Day expected to receive a two-year contract extension that will run through the 2028 football season, which would make him one of the top five highest-paid coaches in all of college football, pending approval tomorrow from the Ohio State Board of Trustees. One would imagine that will fly through. Day's total compensation will increase from $7.6 million annually to $9.5 million annually with a base salary of $2 million per year. According to a news release from the school, or as we call it around here, Matt, Bidlin money. It's uh, it's interesting when you really <laughs> when you really go in and break down these like these college football coaches' contracts. It's like it's kind of hilarious whenever you see them. It's like one point two million for a weekly radio inter like oh, for his weekly radio God. interview, and like the another seven hundred thousand for an appearance at Bob's Chicken Shack every Thursday or whatever. It's like they they just well, like overpay them for all of these like media obligations and stuff, uh, and that's yeah. how they justify that. Bob's Chicken Shack's pretty good. <laughs> that Bob knows how to make some chicken. He do. Yeah, I. If you were if you were one of these big time college football coaches, why would you ever leave? I know. I know. You are king of your domain. We'll come back. JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, John Tobel, will join us to talk NBA playoffs. What a game last night. What a game it could be tonight. It's next. VEASAN's Primetime Action. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime. It's Gil, Matt, Kelly. Matt is already perplexed because we have a four on four already in the hockey game. Two minutes in. I'm telling you, man. How does this keep happening every night? This ain't your mom and dad's hockey. Rangers and uh, Hurricanes, what we're referring to. Scoreless early moments, literally just barely two minutes in. Do they do they make like a like a pregame pact? Like, hey, we're going to go out there, and we're just going to fight as soon as the th- as soon as the game starts. I didn't see what happened. I did. Like, we're I just going to let's just go out there and fight, and then and we'll get it out of the way, and then we'll play the rest of the game. But for real, like the rate at which we look up at a screen, and it's either a four on four yeah. or a five on three, is just like well, way we, over the top. We now. saw this exact one last week, right? What, weren't we all like, "Wow, is it four on four? Like a minute in the right. game already?" And then last night there was a power play, like within the first twenty seconds. What's, co- what's going on? What's going on? Uh, hockey, get your stuff together. Come on. <laughs> Last night, uh, game one in Miami. When we left here, this has been, a, this has been the primetime action brand. Mm-hmm. When we leave here at halftime of football games, and last night was another great example, things don't look so good for our bets. But by the time the night is done, oh, we just don't get to experience it on air. Celtics led by as many as 13 when we were here during the first half. Celtics led by eight at the half. The Heat used a 22-2 run to start the third quarter, which, by the way, was followed by a Celtics 9-0 run to cut the lead to three, and then a subsequent Miami 17-3 run to close the third quarter with a 39-14 advantage, a 25-point margin in the third quarter alone, and that was the key to the game. Heat 118, Celtics 107, Butler 41-9-5, four steals, three blocks, that kind of stat line has only happened since the NBA started charting all those stat categories. Only five other players have done that. Anthony Davis, Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Harden. And by the way, this was the first time it was ever done in a postseason game. So it was just epic from Butler 
and the Heat last night. And I guess uh, my question to you would be, a one-off? A portent of things to come? Al Horford, Al Horford doubtful for game two tomorrow night back at Miami? Though Marcus Smart now probable. Probable yeah. and Lowry out. That's just the other. Is, other Gabe, is Gabe Vincent better than Lowry at this point anyway? <laughs> I think you just I'm asked, serious. I think you just asked a million-dollar question in Miami. It's the, uh, uh, let's put it this way. I don't know that there's that big of a difference, Gil, but you would really – you would really like to have the, you know, all-star point guard that you traded for uh, specifically for this time of year playing right now, and he's nowhere to be found. I mean, he's hurt, obviously, but I I, I don't know. It is – Gabe Vincent's been great, but I, I, you just feel like a lot of these guys – Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, how much of them are – how much of these guys are production of the Miami Heat system and, you know, how, how good really are they? I, I think is how more I look at it. Yeah, I mean – I, I guess I give the Celtics a tiny bit of a pass going without, you know, two starters. And really, they, as you said, Kelly, they probably knew they weren't going to have Smart. But, I mean, but yeah. we know for sure they didn't, they didn't know they weren't going to have Horford until a couple right. hours before the game, right? And so there, was, there wasn't even a way in, in morning shoot-around to try and figure out any sort of alternative strategy for, to, to play without Horford or anything like that. And so now they know they know at least he's not going to be able to go. They've got some time to kind of figure out, okay, Horford's not going to be in there. Smart's going to be back. What do we need to do differently from that aspect? So I'm I'm more interested basically now in in game two to see how they look and the adjustments that could be made. I'm not going to say it's a one-off either, Gil. I I mean, look, yeah. the, the heat, the heat could just be, you know, once they decided that Jason Tatum was not going to beat them when they just basically sold out to make sure that he is not going to beat they them. They shut it, him down. Yeah, it, yeah. Wor- it worked. And so, you know, I don't know if having Smart back out there changes that at least a little bit because he is at least a, you know, he's not a, a huge offensive threat, but he is at least an offensive threat. Oh, so, and, def- and defensive player of the year, yeah. right? I, I, this team This team can win. They could still win this series without Al Horford. I don't think they can win it without yeah. without both those guys, and especially without Marcus Smart. It's I, I, I don't think it can be done. And it's one of those I've waffled back and forth all day today because we kind of I kind of said last night I'd be betting a Celtics series price if they lost, and I'm like I don't I don't know. I think I want to see you know this game two first before I really go really go in on that because I it's as simple as they had an eight man rotation in the last series that got chopped basically down to six right before that game last. Night and then had to expand it back. I mean, there's a lot for them to figure out in a short amount of time. Yeah, and I mean, you know, granted they were without Williams for for a long time, so these this stats are a, a little bit skewed here. But I mean, you're talking about with Horford not out there. This is a guy that's playing 36 minutes a game, right? I mean, so this is not like a a it's not like a bit player by any stretch of the imagination. He was a dude that was out on the court for the the vast majority of the game. And even if you go back to the regular season, he played 29 minutes. A game average ten points, eight boards, right? So he's a he's a he's a decent contributor here for this Celtic squad. By the way, I didn't even remember the second time. This is not, this is now the third time he has been put in health and safety protocols. I didn't even I didn't remember uh, it happened in the preseason as well. So he was oh, wow. he, yeah he was put in in the preseason, then he was put in December, and now he's put in again now. So three three different times he has been put in the the protocol. I said this last night. I said it yesterday on Pete on uh, on a numbers game. I really do think we're going to look up at the end of this series. I said it before last night's game. And we're going to realize that Jimmy Butler has been the most underrated, criminally underrated superstar in this league. And he is well off to the start of uh, proving that. We'll see game two tomorrow night. The Heat favored by three and a half in that ball game Tonight, 
the Western Conference starts, and Golden State is favored by five and a half. Well, let's look at some uh, let's look at some props in this series, specifically leading score in this series. Warriors five and a half point favorites, two sixteen and a half the number. Luca is your big, big, huge favorite to finish <laughs> this series, <laughs> minus seven fifty. Wow. And then it's a trio of Warriors, Steph, Clay, and Poole. Five to one on Curry, fifty to one on Clay, and a hundred to one on Jordan Poole. By the way, also a hundred to one on Jalen Brunson to finish this series, whether it's four, five, six, or seven games, as the leading scorer. Yeah, I mean, you're betting on an injury here, yeah, so it's that's just like, it yeah, you're you're betting on injury, and so I would. It's not a market that I'm. I typically gravitate to because essentially, no matter what, no matter which guy you bet, you're just betting on Luca getting hurt, and I don't, you so, know. I don't want to bet. I don't want to root for Luca to get hurt, right. so I'm not. I don't want to have that ticket in. My yeah, I, I mean, I guess, and if 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 whatever reason you did want to look at it the other way, right? I guess if the only guy I could bet on there is Jordan Poole, because if you're gonna if you're gonna bet on it, knowing you kind of need Luca to get hurt anyways, then you might as well take a long shot. Yeah. Like what? I mean, I still think Jordan Poole these. I would expect his minutes and shots are going to increase this series. I don't really know what the Warriors were doing last series with him, um, but yeah, I don't. I, is there should there be a hundred to one, you know, a hundred to no. one and five to one? No. on those two, it should be closer together between I, Steph and Jordan. I do feel compelled to say one thing though, like when when Charles Barkley the other night on Inside the NBA was like, "Oh, you can't put Draymond on Luca. Draymond's going to foul out. You can't do that." You be you believe that? I'm I mean, not so sure I do. 100%. I, I I believe that would happen if, if but like nobody play, if Draymond was matching up with him every time down the court. But that's just not how you play defense in the NBA. No, but I guess what I'm saying is I'm not so sure. Like if, if here's the thing is who do I want to go to war with of anybody? I'll take Draymond Green and I'll take oh, Andrew totally. Wiggins. Totally. Right? And, so. and and that Gil, like that's where and the second guy is the more important one. I don't think you even I until it gets into more desperate situations within the game, within a series, you don't have to go to Draymond on Luka. You can put Wiggins there, let Draymond play his center field defense like he likes to do, and just shade more to the Luka side always, and he can be there to help with double teams. like that. They're going to have to double team this guy. So, Well, if you like the points prop, get a load of the rebounding prop. Luka's minus 500 to finish this series with the most rebounds. Draymond plus 350. Andrew Wiggins thirty to one. Everybody else a hundred to one. Was, this I mean, is another one. There's a stat I said the other. I mean, he out rebounded Aiton <laughs> by a significant margin in that series. Like, I mean, this Aiton's seven foot tall, and he he out he out rebounded him by a significant margin. So it's just you know the other thing is too is like he's never going to leave. Goal! Oh, goal? No. <laughs> oh God! New York Rangers put the biscuit in the basket. Rangers up on the Hurricanes early, one to nothing. 12.53 left of the first. There you go. Rangers draw first blood. If we were on MSG still, this would be a this would be a rousing New York audience for us. The uh they had a a stat pop up that the That was a nice goal. Yeah, the, it was. the Rangers are the first team in NHL history to come from behind in three straight oh, games. Yeah. yeah. And you it just as random as hockey is, I wouldn't have thought that that would be a thing. Remember yeah, how, like, remember how quickly yeah. they did it in a couple of those games? Like when yeah. we were here, like, oh, my God, they were down two to nothing. Yeah. Now they're up three to two, like in a blink of an eye. 
They, uh, I mean, you know, not big as hockey guy, but it sure feels like a lot of the same teams we usually see, except for the Rangers at this point. So I'm kind of rooting for them. Rangers, the only original six team still alive. And then finally, assists. Hey, this is a little tighter. This Luka. one, in this one, it makes sense that it's a yeah. little more, a little yeah. tighter. Luca minus two hundred. Draymond plus two twenty. Steph nine to one. Pool thirty five to one. Because the thing about assists is like you can make a great pass, and they still have to make the shot. That is correct. Mm-hmm. So it makes and, makes sense. And you can't get them in bunches either, right? I, I mean, I would, I would definitely be taking plus 220 over laying 200 in this Yeah. Movie. All right. Well, we tried. No, throw them yeah, out there. We tried. All You've right. got a massive bankroll, bet Luca prop, point prop, I guess, but, like, I still wouldn't do it. JVT on the other side? Yes, indeed. Jonathan Rontobo, our senior NBA analyst, co-host of The Edge, and the host of the podcast Hardwood Handicappers, joins us to talk NBA next. Beeson's Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here, in case you haven't heard about it. For only $59, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Next few months, filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. Subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel, all his NBA best bets through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil, all his best bets for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. The full VSIN experience includes daily best bet emails, every edition of Points Red Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream, whatever you want at the cost only $59. $75.98 Canadian. All of that through July 31st. Check it out. Sign up. VSIN.com slash spring. Shouldn't the price like decrease every day that we do this? Like to fifty eight dollars and seventy five cents and fifty eight dollars and seventy three. When they get like yeah, like a less you know one one less day to look at the stuff. But right, we'll just know. round it up to fifteen hundred. You know. Sorry, I said that out loud. You know. Uh, okay, uh, Jonathan Rontobel, everybody joins us, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, and of course, co-host of The Edge with Matt Humans, and our senior NBA analyst. How you doing, JVT? I'm good. I think that should get more expensive every day, actually, because <laughs> what, what are you waiting for? That's you know what not I mean? true. I was thinking the same thing, JVT. Why is Gil trying to take money out of my pockets? Come on, let's jack that go. baby up. Oh, more money. Oh, does that go right here? It goes right to my. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? I do everything. A, yeah. Here we need a new printer. So you know what? It's yeah. more expensive. Let's no, no, no. We're we're on we're on we're on for new chairs here, John. <laughs> new like, chairs. We're 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 <laughs> stumping for new chairs here. That's true. Price is going up. Need new chairs in the studio. It's not take focus off the chairs. Uh, JVD, what everybody wants to know, who are you betting in the PGA uh, Championship tomorrow? Oh, okay, you know what? If you really want, I can tell you. Let me I pull up my, uh, my, uh, my tickets right now really quickly. I know I got my guy, my guy Hideki Matsuyama on the list. Uh, Mats is not a guy that I am going to quit. I like that guy a lot. And I think he is well-suited uh, for a course like this, a little bit more in terms of the forgiving fairways. He's a little errant sometimes, and I like his iron game. So uh, let's see. We have Will Zalatoris, 47 to 1, Cam Champ, 155 to 1, Matsuyama, 21 to 1, Shane Lowry, 38 to 1, and then Xander Shoffley at 21 to 1. Okay. You want the good Matsuyama news or the bad Matsuyama news, I know. JVT? <laughs> bad. You, you talking about the neck? The good, the good news is, is that I'm on him too. The bad news is, apparently he's got a strained neck now as of today. Again? Like, I yes. know he was dealing with that around Masters time. He's still dealing with it. This, is, huh? No, it is back. It is re flared, or they're even calling it maybe a different injury. Ooh. Well, I would assume it's because he's looking so far up the leaderboard because that's where he's going to be. <laughs> there we go. Uh, JVT, let's start with last night's game. Heat get it done, one to nothing lead uh, as uh, favorites in that ball game, but no Al Horford. Al Horford doubtful for game two tomorrow night. No Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart probable for game two. 
can you spin this both ways in the end? Can the Celtics say to themselves, well, we didn't have two of our key cogs, and we won three quarters. They seem to want to say that all day today. And the Heat, could they honestly say also, well, you know, look, Bam didn't actually play all that great either. So we might not have been at the top of our game. And when we wanted to, we clamped it down. Can it be spun by both teams that way? Oh, hell yeah. I think you totally can, right? For Boston, you, you said everything there. Uh, the leads that they had, all of that good stuff. So I think that's where you look at if you're the Boston Celtics. Also, I think the spin that you're using is, yes, Jimmy Butler went off for more than 40 points, uh, but Peyton Pritchard played 30 minutes and was hunted defensively in a lot of those situations. He's going to have fewer minutes if Marcus Smart's going to be available. And not that Marcus Smart is going to shut down Jimmy Butler, but I'm going to assume that he's going to win a few more possessions defensively than a Peyton Pritchard would. So I think if you're Boston, you're looking at it through that lens too. And if I think you're absolutely right. And I think the other part for Miami too is, yeah, guys, like you're not going to shoot 50% on contested shots like you did in the first half, right? Like that was the big difference for the Boston Celtics in that first half as they were hitting some really tough shots. Tatum was hitting some really tough shots. So yes, I think there's positives for both sides, Gil. As somebody who's got future ticket on the Boston Celtics and who came into this series wanting to bet on Boston on a kind of on a game to game basis. And I'm on him again here in game two, catching four. I think that when you look at what the Celtics you know, want to do going forward, getting a body back like Marcus Smart is going to help them immensely. I think what they did in the first half to a certain extent offensively is replicable because I think a guy like Jason Tatum can get to the painted area of the floor. They did show success in some regular season matchups against the Miami Heat. And Robert Williams, the way that they use him and the fact that Bam Adebayo was so willing to help off of him in certain situations, they made him pay. So I, I do think there's things uh, for Boston that really weigh in their favor too. But I, I agree with the sentiment that either way, if you want to spin this, both teams come out of this with things that they can point to, specifically the Heat, who are up one nothing in the series. Guys, the uh, the Dallas Mavericks have been fined $50,000 for violating the league's rules regarding bench decorum. Really? Okay. Yes. Oh. Uh, bench decorum. On multiple <laughs> occasions, several players and a member of the coaching staff stood for an extended period in the Mavericks team bench area, stood away from the team bench, and were on or encroaching upon the playing court during the game action in the Mavericks 123 to 90 victory over the Phoenix Suns. Oh, I was going to say like the game hasn't started tonight. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, go- I was like, oh, that game." So, they were hey, they uh, were celebrating too early yeah. or I'm too still happily they, or They something. were away from the bench but somehow <laughs> more on the court. What are they like on the corner of the court? <laughs> Apparently, yeah, we should also standing too long. So, I guess you like can't just stand. We should also note that that is uh, twice as much as the Phoenix Suns were fined for not disclosing injuries accurately uh, when it came to Devin Booker in that Game 6 match with the New Orleans Pelicans. So, oh, you know, that's, oh, that's, that's, a, that's good, a painful That's thought, a good yeah. point. So, John, we don't, we, we don't know for sure how long the Celtics are going to be without Horford. We don't, you know, these the, the rules have changed, so uh, it looks like maybe he could be back for Game 3. But let's just assume, you know, worst-case scenario – He's not. Maybe he's showing symptoms still, whatever it might be, not going to be able to be out there for game three. The impact of Horford not being out there but getting Williams back is is what? I mean, you see that he did – I mean, he played 29 minutes a game during the regular season, 10 points, eight boards. So, I mean, it's not like he's a he's a bit roll guy, but he's not like a massive scorer or anything like that. So, what what are we looking at here if the Celtics do have to go without him for, let's say, the next two games? 
I think it's the shooting. Like when you look at it, at we we saw it in the series against the Milwaukee Bucks. At times, he's going to pop out to the perimeter. He's going to get open looks from three, and he has the ability Horford to hit those. And when you look at what happened in this last game, the the Heat congested the paint so much for Boston in that second half, uh, where they had really nothing from an offensive standpoint. And on the perimeter, you know, you're having guys like take shots. And Peyton Pritchard's a pretty good three point shooter, but Aaron Nismith took three threes in that game yesterday. It's not necessarily the dudes that you want taking some of these threes. So Horford all of a sudden comes out. Not only does he help you with rebounding, which you only lost a rebounding battle by one last night, but he gives you a big that when he's setting screens and when Miami goes to help or crashes down on the painted area of the floor, he can pop out to the wing and he can hit three-point shots. And that changes the math there a little bit for Miami in terms of helping and what they want to do. So I think that's what Horford's role is going to be and why he's really impactful. So if he's not going to be out there, I think more of an offensive thing. I'm looking at this for the Boston Celtics and being like, you need somebody to kind of loosen that middle of the floor up. And when your big is able to go out to the wing and hit those shots, all of a sudden the, the lane gets a little bit easier for you to navigate if you're a Jason Tatum or a Jalen Brown type. So I think that's, for me at least, that's what I'm focused on a lot with Horford because Horford showed, obviously, in the last few games of that celtics uh, Buck series that he can be an offensive and force if he wants to. You don't need him to score like 15-20, but you need him to hit the occasional uh, three-point shot, and I think that's what they really need from him. And if he's not going to be out there, I think that's a pretty big deal because, I mean, game one, they only shot 33, you know, 32.4% from three in that game. Real quick, because we want to get to your thoughts on the on tonight's game, but for someone landing right now on this series, I get it that you have Celtics futures. Do, do you tell them to take the Celtics at plus money now to win the series, just the series price? And for those who bet the Heat before the series, do you tell them to bet the Celtics and just take the rest of the series off? Yeah, I think so, because I think because Marcus Smart is back, Gil. To me, that's the biggest difference. If, now that you have this better defender out there in this backcourt that's going to be able to match up a little bit more with Jimmy Butler and or like switch on to a Gabe Vincent who actually hurt them quite a bit yesterday, too. To me now, as somebody who rates the Celtics as a better team who thinks they're very live in this series, I would say, yes, like this is the time to look at Boston because you're getting Smart back. If you weren't getting him back, you wait till game three to see if everybody comes back for some home games. But I think right now would be a pretty good opportunity because I think the Celtics are in a pretty good position there for game two. John, we were looking at these series prices for the Mavs and the Warriors of like, you know, leading score, this, that, and the other. Luca, just the massive, massive, massive favorite in that minus 750 in that market to be the leading scorer in the series. We were kind of saying, look, you're you're making a bet on him to get hurt if you if you bet any of these other guys or something like that. Or are, are are we off? I mean, is there a I know there is a world where it is Steph or Clay or maybe one of these other guys or something, but just the the sheer volume that yeah. Luca puts up alone, even in even in bad losses, right? I mean, it's just it, it seems like it's gonna be too much to overcome. No, I would agree with that. And actually, when you guys brought me up, one of the screens that you had up there, it was an assist leader for the series or something like that. And mm-hmm. he was like a $2 favorite. What, what I find really interesting and it kind of ties in what you're talking about, Matt, is, you know, the way that the, the Mavericks are going to play this. The first two series, they were able to exploit teams that played traditional centers, DeAndre Ayton, Rudy Gobert. So they played this, you know, this space ball type of deal that John Hollinger has called it, where you've got five shooters out there, you're driving, you're kicking, you're hitting three-point shots. So it allows others to get involved from an offensive standpoint, but it allows Luka to rack up those assists. It's not going to be the same here for Golden State, right? You're going to have smaller lineups. You're going to have Draymond Green playing center, Otto Porter Jr. playing center. And so now all of a sudden, there's not that exploitable big out there to get these teams in this rotation or these teams, the Golden State Warriors, into the rotations. So I think that kind of cuts into the assists there for Doncic, but it also makes him more of an isolation scorer. And thus, having the volume, I think, even ratcheted up more, more like the first two games, sort of, in Phoenix, where he had to do everything himself. 
I think you might see more of that version for Luka Doncic as opposed to the ball slinging around everywhere, guys contributing. So that's leading to you, like leading scorer, yes, for the series, but also kind of looking to play against him as league leader, or excuse me, series leader in assists, because that's a really high price for how I feel like they're going to be forced to play in this series. John, we got to go, but just to clarify, Celtics tomorrow night plus the points and Mavs tonight plus the points? Yes, sir. That's where I'm at. Mavs plus the points. JVT. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you guys as always. Thank you. You too. At me, JVT on Twitter for all of uh, Jonathan Von Tobel's pithy comments on the Twitter machine. We'll come back. We'll welcome in another guest. This time to talk PGA. Sia Najad from SiriusXM. All his bets on the other side. Vsin's primetime action. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, live from the South Pole, tip of the strip, Gil, Matt, Kelly, you uh, you still increasing your PGA bets? We'll get into it a little later. No, I have a lot. You have a lot. More than you anticipated? Mm, I went real heavy in head-to-head market because I attacked a few different guys, so ended up with a ton of head-to-head. Okay. Yeah. Kelly, you? Tons? You know what? I think yeah, I got a lot, but uh, I think if you would have asked me a week ago, I think I have less than I would have expected. Really? Yeah. Because no, you know, I already had way too many a week ago. The night is young. <laughs> the night is young, yeah. The night is young. Uh, we'll get into all of those, what everybody's betting. Also, our one and done and our draft coming up. But first, let's talk to Sia Najad, NFL and PGA analyst for Wind Daily Sports, co-host of Wind Daily, of the Wind Daily Show on Sirius XM Fantasy. You can follow him on Twitter, at Sia Najad. And he's got a picture of the uh, one of the all-time very goods over his right shoulder, the great Santana Moss. It's Sia Najat. How you doing, Sia? Gil, Matt, Kelly, how are you? I'm doing well, although I got to tell you, I listened to the front end of the show. The Eagles stacking up uh, all these great players uh, makes me, as a Washington Commanders fan, uh, not so happy going into this season. Yeah, Washington's in trouble, Sia. I know, between you yeah. and me. We're in big trouble. Big yeah, I, Do you think, I think you might be right. Here's the thing. Do you think Philly's the best team in that division, though? That's the question. Well, so, well, so here's the thing. Before Philly made all those moves and acquired A.J. Brown and now Bradbury and, and, and you know, had a pretty good draft, I really kind of liked Washington at plus 400, considering how big that number was to win the NFC East. And it, it was because... The, Dallas is just leaking so much oil on the offensive line, at the receiver position, on the defensive line, particularly the defensive end position. Th- there were reasons to doubt the Cowboys, and therefore there was a reason to justify a team jumping the Cowboys. Unfortunately, that team's not Washington. It's Philadelphia. Okay. Before you give us names, what's the profile of golfer you're looking at here for the PGA in uh, at Southern Hills in Tulsa? Yeah, so like most majors, I do think you need the all-around game here. But if we're talking about things that I'm emphasizing, I mean, I think most people are addressing this Southern Hills as sort of like a second-shot golf course. I'm not so sure I I agree with that entirely because I think off the tee and length is going to be really important. And around the green game is definitely going to be important. These are small greens. It's going to be really hard to hit the greens, not just because there's going to be windy conditions, which, by the way, will factor into some of these bets and and some, you know, if you're playing DFS. But they're just small and they have runoff areas. So the around the green game is going to be critical here. So it's around the green. It's off the tee. It's approach, of course. Uh, As far as putting is concerned, I'm sort of docking that down a bit here yeah I, you, you talk about this wind and I mean listen I'm I'm not a weather guy I tend to I, I used to in the past overreact to the weather stuff right and I've done that in you know across the board right I've done it in in football I've done it in in baseball whenever they talk about the, oh, the winds blowing out this that and the other and I've done it in golf as well so I've ten, I, I have tried to temper my like reaction to 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 all of the you know hype surrounding what the weather may or may not be at the various sporting events or whatever. I, I understand how important this the wind thing is here for this, but how much do you really and truly kind of factor that in whenever you're whenever you're putting your player pool together? So Matt, every tournament is different, and so I think you're right that a lot of us are are wrong on the weather because the weather changes and 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 things change. You might get a delay because of rain, for example. Then all of a sudden, the wave that you thought was going to be good ends up being bad because they get they get pushed. 
In this case, however, again, if we're looking at it by a case-by-case -case basis, I think this is one of the more compelling arguments to, quote, play a wind wave, and that would be Thursday a.m., the guys that are first out Thursday, who will end up being Friday p.m. Now, there are circumstances where that wave won't get an advantage, especially if there's you know, a delay in play or something like that, or obviously if the weather changes. But in this case, I think it's compelling enough for me to take the chance. I mean, when it comes to DFS and the betting market, but particularly DFS, I think you want to be pretty aggressive when it comes to this. I will say when it when when it comes to matchups and things like that, you don't really have to worry about it as much as long as your players are in the same wave. I I'll give you an example. I was looking at J.J. Spahn over da Davis Riley at plus 125. I know everybody's hot on Davis Riley. I totally get it. I like J.J. Spahn way more, but when I double-checked the waves, I had assumed they were in the same wave. But it turns out that Spawn is actually in the what I deem the, the worst of the two waves, and, and Riley's in the, the more advantageous one. So I, I came off of that bet. But I, I do think wind, short answer, I think wind matters uh, in this tournament. I could be wrong, but I think this is one of the more compelling cases to play the wind waves here. 17-mile-per-hour winds expected tomorrow at its height. 20-mile-per-hour winds expected at its height on Friday. Take that for what you will, weather forecasts being what they are. All right, let's start with your outrights, sir. What do you got? So a, a couple things on the outright market I should point out. A lot of the odds have really, like good odds, good numbers have really kind of gone away. So I, I do want to point that out. Like there, there were a lot of guys that I liked, but their odds got pushed down partly because of the wind waves and people kind of pressing the button on some of these guys that are in, in more favorable spots. So I'm only giving you outright bombs. I will say this. I am a big fan of and I know this is trademarked by Gil Alexander. I am a big fan of the post-flop bet, especially in golf. And this tournament is not excluded from that. So I will say that I'm saving some of my sort of outright money for the, the quote-unquote live bet. Um, as far as outright bombs, I did want to put those out there. Um, I like Tony Finau. I like Max Homa, Alexander Norn, Gary Woodland. I'll just make a comment about Finau. He, he does have all the tools He's rebounding from a bad short game. I think 50 to one is a good shot. And one note I want to make on Alexander Norn, oh, excuse me, on, on Max Homa, he really is a good play if his around the green game ends up being good. He has been really bad around the green. And if I'm right that around the green game is going to be important here, he could really be a problem both in the DFS and the betting market. So I like him as an outright, but I do want to say I'm not playing him in daily fantasy. When we look at uh, what you've what you've got here from a from a first round leader standpoint, I see you've you've come with with some of the bigger name guys here, um, and you know a couple with with Norn a little bit longer and Finau a little bit longer. But what did you yeah. see in Spieth, Smith, Zalatoris from a first round leader standpoint that that made you want to put in a bet on them? So interestingly enough, like I don't usually go with odds this short. I'll tell you, mm. earlier in the year, I had a stretch of three months, 12 weeks, where I had picked six first round, and I only give out five each week, six first round leaders out of 12 weeks. It was like this crazy run, and they were wow. all 50 to one or – I know, it's 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 crazy. This was I was putting this on Twitter. I, I couldn't even believe it. I didn't want to be known as the first round leader guy because I understand <laughs> how gimmicky <sighs> these bets are and how fleeting it can be. But it lasted quite some time, so I've sort of made a name for myself, I guess, when it comes to this, uh, unfortunately. Um, with that said, I don't usually take guys this short, but with such a tough track and such an emphasis on every single part of the game, including the short game, I did want to go with some of these guys that 
have the shorter odds. Jordan Spieth and Cameron Smith, we know they can be magicians with the short game. Spieth has had a problem with the putter, but he did rebound last week with the putter. And I think conventionally, we know he can pop with the putter. The ball striking for both of those guys is great. Will Zalatoris, he's actually been a bad putter for, for the most part. He actually missed the cut last week because he lost over four strokes putting. With all that said, he's a great ball striker. He can spike with the putter. And same with Tony Finau. Tony Finau is one of these guys we don't really think of to win over four rounds. But round one, I actually think uh, 55 to one is a pretty good number. And again, I'll emphasize Norn does have the all-around game. And I think he will be good in these tough conditions. So I think 80 to one is a smart number there. See, a worse things to be known as than first-round leader guy. There are worse things I, in the world. Yeah, cash and tickets after one round of golf yeah. is pretty great. I would actually love that. Yeah. That's 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 the best thing to be known as. No, uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Thank you. By the way, ten cents for post flops. Yeah. Um, okay. You have a tournament matchup. You also have a round one matchup. Same question that Matt just asked you, which is why did you decide to go how you went with both of these? Yeah, so I'll start with the tournament matchup. I think Jordan Spieth's going to win the tournament. I mean, kind of famous last words when you pick an outright with golf. I mean, there's so much variance. But I do think Jordan Spieth is coming in with excellent form. I think even if he's a zero putter, as in he doesn't gain strokes or lose strokes putting, I think he can contend here and win this tournament. So Victor Hovland is a great great player. We haven't seen much of him lately, and I do downgrade him slightly for that. More importantly, though, his around the green game isn't pristine. Now, he can have a couple good days, sure, but I think over four rounds, Victor Hovland's going to have problems with the bunker play and just the general around the green game. No matter how good a ball striker you are, and Hovland, make no mistake about it, is an excellent ball striker, but he's going to miss some of these greens. Greens in regulation, it's just going to be lower than normal because these are very small greens and they're going to be very hard to hit, especially with these conditions and what the greens look like uh, from the outside looking in. So uh, I think Jordan Spieth minus 120, it's a really good number in my opinion. It almost seems trappish in a way to me. I thought this number would be minus 135 and I probably still kind of would have liked it there. I hope you are correct. I have attacked Victor Victor Hovland in this tournament and I've taken every head-to-head I can find against him. So uh, you and I of the same mindset here. Uh, About 40 seconds left here, Sia. Who is somebody that nobody's talking about that is going – that, that, that could win this thing. I mean, my the one that jumps off the page to me is Dustin Johnson. Like, he was very high up in all of my models. I ignored him. I, I'm going to feel like an idiot if he wins this thing. Uh, no, I think Justin's fine. I mean, I, I'm kind of going lower in terms of guys that I like that that can top 40, like Chris Kirk or Sebastian Munoz. As far as lower guys that can win it, I think Will Zalatoris, you're still getting, I guess, decent odds on him. I, I do think he has the pedigree to actually win this tournament. Uh, but I think DJ's a, a fine play. See you, Najat, everybody. See you. Always great to see you, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy the tournament. Thank you. Look forward to talking to you guys soon. See you, Najat, who, is, uh, who can be found, by the way, on the Twitter machine, at Sia Najad, S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D, by the way, if you are scoring at home, NFL and PGA analyst for Win Daily Sports. Appreciate him coming on, Sirius XM Fantasy. We'll come back, we'll update all the scores. Matt and Kelly will let you know all the things they're betting in the PGA as well. I'm betting one guy. Coming back, Beeson's Primetime Action. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.